The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is the boys at Notebook Wagering. We are going to bring you some free picks, some free winners, some free bets. We're going to hit the NFL tonight, the divisional round. Great slate this weekend. I'm on tonight with uh, Jay Cam and Smitty. Hugh couldn't make it tonight. So we're going to top you guys off with a little NFL action. We'll get you some lines, some teasers. Maybe even a little recap and some rants and raves. Who knows? You might even get a little college hoops action talk at the end of the show here. What's going on, boys? Nothing exciting. I think we have four good games coming up this uh, weekend here. Uh, there's really no stinker. There's like all the spreads are pretty tight. I think what the biggest line is six points. And, um, you know, those are live dogs, almost all of them. So I think it's going to be a good week of football. Um, and you got college basketball in full gear now. We have games actually complete schedules being played on a given day which is nice we're finally getting over the hump there not having 50 percent cancellations and uh should be lots of fun things to bet on this weekend good what do you got buddy good evening guys good to see you excited to be back yeah i'm excited it should be uh some really good games this week some last weekend were some games weren't the best that's for sure the steelers game <laughs> Surely wasn't for us, for myself and Jason. But uh, yeah, excited. Let's get after it. I'm pumped for college basketball too. Have a couple of plays in tonight. We'll see how we do here. But lot, let's give out some player props, some teasers, some straight games, and give out some great info to help out some people maybe win some money over the weekend. You got so it. First we off, a quarter. We had a quarter. There was a time the Steelers seven nothing. Watt scored. All, all was possible. And then apparently we, we irritated them. And then it was over. <laughs> hey, and I'll say this though: we what did I say last week in the show? They had to make the game ugly. They had to get a freak turnover, which they did. And yeah, it was seven nothing. But again, when you can't just stay on the field and you can't move the ball, your defense is going to wear down, especially off against Kansas City. And that's what happened. So hey, it was a good, good, good run. They made the playoffs, but we kind of knew that wasn't going to last very long. So moving on. <laughs> Speaking, competitive of, than speaking, the of ugly, speaking of ugly, Smitty, uh, my work schedule has been completely ugly. And I just want to say I'm enjoying a glass of wine right now while we do this. I can finally get back on Twitter, tweet more plays and whatnot, talk with you guys even more. I can get back to a normal life. I'm ready for this weekend. I'm going to enjoy a nice big stogie tomorrow with Dr. Brent. And I'm sure we're going to make a bunch of plays on tomorrow's games. And let's hit it off. Let's jump right in. Let's go to a uh, Saturday game tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. Number four seed Bengals off a nice upset last week. They get their first playoff win in 31 years going down to Nashville, playing the Titans, the one seed. A couple weeks off, over under for Vegas, 47 and a half, and the Titans are laying three and a half. So I jumped on this game a couple days ago. I really like this game. Uh, the money seems to be steaming all towards the Bengals. Everybody's got the Joe Burrow hype. They get some guys back from injury. Three linemen, D linemen are going to be back. 
But I heard a stat today which helped my bet reign in my mind as good. Uh, I, I don't know it exactly, but it was Mike Vrabel with an extra week of preparation, I believe, is 5-0. and And at home with a, a, a young Cincy team coming in and Zach, so I know they got their feet wet last week and they're good to go, but I'm going to trust the veterans. I'm going to trust Vrabel, Tannehill, Henry. They're going to run the ball and home teams in this divisional round that scored 27 points at home go 38 and four. And that is a huge stat. So any team this week that you think when you do your statistical breakdown, if they can get to 27 points, Hit that team a lot. And I think the Titans can because I don't know how good the Bengals D is. And finally, Tannehill has a full arsenal. He's got Henry back. Foreman did a great job when he was out. Anthony Ferkser should actually have a really good game. That's a player prop if somebody wants to look at that because the Bengals down the middle are not that strong. And he finally has Julio Jones and A.J. Brown back. I mean, Give me, give me Tennessee all day, but I got them at minus two and a half, which is a great number. But I think the three and three and a half is still playable. I think they win this game by five. I'll let you guys, you guys knock this one out. Yeah, no, I'm on Tennessee as well. I actually grabbed a three and a half because I have a feeling this might creep up tomorrow before game time. It seems like there's a lot of action on Tennessee and just for all the reasons you mentioned and uh, Ogan Joby going down for the Bengals. I mean, he's a really good, uh, defensive tackle and that whole defense keys off the defensive line so you got a, a dinged up Trey Hendrickson who's going to give it a go he was questionable this week uh, I think he did the full practice uh, yesterday or today um, Nog and Joby is a big run stuffer part of that defense so you know they're back seven there's nobody really impressive back there I mean the best player is probably Jesse Bates the safety We've got Eli Apple getting a lot of snaps who's cast off from a couple organizations Vernon Graves another guy who never really first round pick who never really caught on um, I think you saw it in the Raiders game that they really couldn't stop uh, Vegas. Um, Vegas kind of stopped themselves. And, um, and me with my six points, really wish Sam Hubbard's helmet would have been to the left or right a couple of inches there. We could at least got a nice little backdoor cover at the end of the game. Uh, I did take a live bet, so I got it back. But, um, yeah, I think Vrabel's a great point. Uh, he's a very good coach. He's obviously going to probably get his just deserves this year and earn a Coach of the Year award. They got all their guys back. They've kind of kept this all together. They've had some, you know, they've tripped up a couple times here. Both of these teams lost to the Jets, which I think is a crazy stat. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they're too solid. They're at home. It's a huge advantage in the divisional round. I think this is pretty easy. It's late at three and a half. I, I think, you know, I just – since I think it's a little one-dimensional on offense, they really like their explosive plays. I think Tennessee knows that. I think they're going to play really vanilla coverages. They're going to make the Bengals move the ball down the field. And they're just going to take advantage of a pretty good red zone defense. Many, what do you got? Yeah, I heard that same stat, uh, Matt. I, I have down in the notebook here, Vrabel coming off a bye is 4-0 ATS. So very, they come off very well prepared. You know, I agree with what you guys said. I think Cincinnati's defense is in trouble here. I think they're not, they're one of the worst teams on play action. So, I mean, now you get your main running back back. They're going to pound the ball a lot. Then you can slip that little play action in and hit Jones and hit Brown. I think they're in trouble here. They're well rested, getting their main guy back. I jumped on this the other day. It's kind of, we're all kind of between the numbers. Matt got it at minus two and a half. Jason got it at minus three and a half. I got it at minus three couple of days ago. So I'm also, this is a straight play for me. I usually do a lot of teasers, which I am going to do a teaser on this game, but in a, with the points here, and I'll get to that in a second, but I'm taking Tennessee here. 
I think it's just too much. I think, and I I've said, I don't think Tennessee is a very scary one seed. I mean, they're very beatable. It's not like this. Wow. And everyone's on Joe. They do have a ton of weapons. They're very good, but I just like, I think Tannehill's not a bad quarterback. They're going to pound the ball. They're going to be okay. They're going to be fine in this. I like Tennessee. Now, teaser-wise, over-under is 47. I kind of like this game. Tennessee is going to run the ball a lot, and they're, they're not the fastest offense. I think you tease this up, and I think you take the under in a teaser, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to match this with somebody, uh, and probably I'll give it out tomorrow. But I like the under in this game. Tease it up and take the under. But I do have – a couple, a guy with some player props. So let me throw this out. I'm looking at Joe Mixon in this game. I'm looking at Joe Mixon. I'm going to probably play two props on him. The first one is receptions over three and a half. On my site, you can get plus money on that. Now, three and a half. What did he do last week? Well, he had four catches last week. The week before, he didn't play but I'm just going to go back a couple games that he played. So he had four last week. Then the game that he played, um, I can't, I didn't write down who, who they played, but he had seven catches. Then he had six catches and then he had only one. So that's four games. So three out of the four, he, he had over the three and a half for plus money. I love it. I think, I think since he's going to have to pass the ball in this game, I think they're going to throw. If you can get some dink and dunks there, look for Joe Mixon over three and a half. Now I'm going to stay with Joe Mixon here. I'm going to say they're going to, I just said they're going to be behind. I hope because I have Tennessee, but I'm going to play under the rushing yards for him. 60 and a half. He has last week, he had 48 yards. Last time he played then after that 46 yards. 65 58 so again under those numbers three and one in four games with the under 60 and a half also keep an eye on maybe his rush attempts too on the under i think they're going to be behind i think they're going to have to throw the ball and they want to throw the ball conditions aren't a bad thing it's high 30s little wind they'll try to throw the ball against tennessee and before we move on a point i just kind of want to touch on so if we had to rate the coaches right now, who are you guys putting as your top coach remaining? Because personally, I mean, I would say anybody looking at the eight remaining teams, most people are going to put probably Andy Reid and then Arians up there just because of notoriety. I personally would I'd, – I'd put Vrabel on the same level as Andy Reid ahead of actually Arians, and I think that's going to make a huge difference this weekend. I agree with that too. I, you know, Arians, I think is a little overrated. I think Brady kind of saved his bacon last year. Uh, if you remember Tampa Bay was kind of a spiral and down there, he got to the, uh, they had one of the last uh, bye weeks of the season. They kind of retooled that whole offense and kind of really went back to something that uh, Brady kind of ran in new England and everything kind of took off from there. They had the defense, but the offense just wasn't carrying its weight. And you look at Arians, just the way he manages his team. I mean, he had the issue with the player uh, last weekend. You know, he, he's not that good. Vrabel beat the master. He went. He beat the Sith Lord, uh, what was it, two years ago, right, in the playoffs against the Patriots. No one beats Belichick in a play, you know. I mean, Brady, too. I mean, so he definitely deserves it. Zach Taylor in this spot kind of concerns me, too. I mean, I know he's had a good year. No one would have thought he would put him in any coach of the year considerations before this season. Now, maybe he just took that long to get the roster to where he wanted it to. We'll see. 
Um, I think LaFleur in Green Bay is good. I don't know why they keep losing in the playoffs. Um, Shanahan, I like in this spot more than I like as a favorite. As an underdog on the road, he's got some really good metrics. They'll do what they need to to kind of test Green Bay or find a way to do that. So that's probably another thing, too. You look through these games, these are like the best coaches. I mean, you know, obviously they have a good background. They all work for the Washington football team at one point there, Matt. So <laughs> Thanks for throwing salt in the wound. <laughs> I like Vrabel. I agree with you guys. I mean, this guy's done a great job since he's come there. Just some good numbers. I think, he, I think out of these coaches, he, yeah, he's right up there. So I agree with you on that. Hey, perfect segue. Let's jump over to the night game tomorrow night. 8-15 kick on Fox. The six-seed 49ers off that great upset of Dallas and Big D. Go up to Lambeau to face the number one seed Packers. Vegas over under 47. And the pack are laying minus five and a half. So I'm going to piggyback from what I said last week, how my mom wanted to bet on this. And, hey, let's roll the 49ers. And then we'll roll the 49ers again. Well, she, I reached out to her. I was like, Mom, are you still pretty confident on this 49ers play? She goes, no. I'm like, great answer, because neither am I. I think they hang. I think they definitely keep it within the, the six, which I saw earlier today. Now it's down to five and a half. I hear the line or the money is coming in on the 49ers heavy, especially when they got to the six. I think Green Bay wins this game. This is going to be the first game Jimmy G is going to play in something in weather less than 31 degrees in his career. And it's supposed to be two at kick. The Packers get back to Darius Smith. Bakhtiari is going to play. I think, and then you you bring into the, the the question I just asked about the coaches. I actually think Lafleur is more risky this year than he has been in prior, and I think he knows this is this could be his only shot at this, especially if Rodgers leaves. And I think he's given him more leeway, which is probably why Rodgers is going to win the MVP. I do think the Niners keep this close. I think it's a really good squad. They have eight guys on defense who rate extremely well on Pro Football Focus. That alone should keep that close. Smitty, this is one perfect for you. Uh, I think this is one where you take the points up and then take the under on this. For me, I have no action on this other than I have one player prop. I have Alan Lazard, who's going to be facing basically the 49ers' third-ranked cornerback or second-ranked cornerback at times. And I know the third-ranked, I believe, 138th on pro football focus. If he can't get open and get me over 38 and a half, then I'm just throwing money out the door. So I'll let you guys hammer this, but no play for me as of now other than that player prop. I don't know. I, I do like the Niners at this spot. I think the, the Jimmy G weather thing, I think, is a little overblown. I mean, the, the guy grew up in Chicago, Illinois, and played at Eastern Illinois. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's Illinois, Chicago weather. So he, it's not like he grew up in uh, California or Florida and really hasn't seen this stuff like Mac Jones. Uh, as a good example, you know, 49ers are really solid. And I, th I think that's why they'll be in this game. I mean, you know, the offense starting to have some stars now. I mean, the way they use Debo Samuel is like genius. That probably maximizes that guy as much as he can. Ayuk has shown flashes. They have Kittle. I mean, you know, I, I don't think they played their best game against the Cowboys. So I think there's potential for them to play better. Um, the defense has guys. It seems like they're all coming. Somehow Warner uh, got the ankle right. Bosa. I guess, you know, a lot of people say he didn't have a brain to begin with, so the concussion is not an issue. Um, the biggest question with them is the secondary. 
um, because they don't have an elite guy back there to match up on Adams. So it'd be kind of curious how they try to take him out of the game. Now, I don't really think anybody Green Bay's wide receiver core scares you besides Adams. So they might just say, hey, guys, just beat us because we're taking him away. Um, so that's the biggest thing there. But Green Bay's offense is balanced. They'll just run the ball um, right down your throats if you don't. So you really have to defend both sides, you know, a pass and run. And 49ers are kind of the same way. Like, you know, they're not as – they don't have the dynamic receiver, but they've got a lot of guys who can really, you know, find a matchup advantage. And Shanahan and LaFleur are both good coordinators. They'll find a way. I think the biggest thing in this game is that Green Bay's run defense, DVOA, 28th. Teams have run on them. I think even the Steelers ran on them a little bit, and they don't run on anybody. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the, if the Niners can actually run the football, whether that kind of throws the, pan- the Packers into a little bit of a panic. You know, looking across all the units, Niners are a little more balanced. Uh, I like them with the points here. I think because of the weather and night, I think it's just going to be a low-scoring game, even though I know these teams have probably played to the over more than the under uh, when they met. But I like the points here. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I still see the Packers coming out winning, but I, I just, I'll just i take the five-and-a-half now and uh, run with it. Jason, I had the same thing down because Matt brought it up about the, the weather, and I – they said 41 degrees, and I think it was in Seattle was the coldest. And I was sitting, I've heard this now for days. So I started, I wrote the same thing down in my notebook, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, the guy played at Eastern Illinois. Well, I know the season doesn't go as deep as it does now, but I'm like, I think I remember he even played in the snow one time watching him play back when he was in college. Thinking, this, I mean, you know, Eastern like <laughs> Illinois, it's not South Beach here. This guy knows yeah. what cold's like. Now, you can add into a little bit about the hand injury. There's been some rumors. And again, Follow the Money was saying this earlier in the week, that there was some rumors that maybe he was even more banged up that they were even letting on and maybe a, a shot that he was not even going to quarterback and it was going to be Trey Lance. Then that then it's a little scary here. So looking at that, but you brought this up too a, a couple minutes ago. Um, Shanahan... 26 and 18, 59% as a dog, as a coach. Jimmy G, great numbers too, as a dog, 14 and four as a dog in this. I said this last week, it didn't go well, because I've said this all year playing, playing all these teasers. There's always a spot that you think, well, I can take them down and like it or take it up and feel good. Now, I said that last week. I took Tampa Bay in a teaser, but I said to uh, Carl Johnson that was on our guest last week, I said, you know, because he liked Billy and a lot of people like the Eagles. And I said, I think you could take the Eagles up and be okay. Well, I'm glad I went the other way and stuck with just Tampa Bay. But I think this is a game that, you know, it scares me a little bit. Does he get hit and get knocked out in Trey Lance? Then Packers might dominate here a little bit. I like, though, in a teaser, I'm going to stick. I think Packers win, but I'm going to take san francisco up some points here get them up six more points get them up to 11 and a half take them now i'm a little different than i think both you guys i think that's going to have a little bit more scoring in i would i would if you're going to play the and i'm going to play probably this i would take it down and get it over 41 in a teaser with the points so i'm taking the uh san francisco up in a teaser and i'm going to take the points down and take the over in this and matt i just want to piggyback because uh jot down i'm on the same guy alan lazard i was looking at him and in my book the over three and a half receptions it's plus money now in the last four games two and two on that 
he had against Detroit five, Minnesota six, Cleveland two. And then I didn't write down the team. The other game, he only had two. But I'm looking at maybe over the yards, 41 and a half. 75 yards against Detroit, 72 against Minnesota, 45 against Cleveland. Then a team I didn't write down for some reason. I don't know why I didn't write them down, but only 23. So three and one on that. You guys mentioned it. Their secondary is not very good. They're going to, they're going to throw the ball. Are they going to, I think Devontae could really have a great game too, but do they take him out? Does this guy, I love this over 41 for him. I'm going to be on this. And another guy I liked last week, I played for San Francisco. Keep an eye at Debo Samuel rushing the ball. I have it on my book at 40 and a half. I like, I would probably play him over 40 and a half rush, uh, rushing yards. Get the ball to your best player. He by far is their best player. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. No, I think the interesting note here is I would think watch the rosters who's active for the Niners on Saturday night. If you see Nate Sudfeld, who is the third string quarterback uh, on the active roster for the Niners, I think that'll tell you where Jimmy G's at because there's no way Trey Lance can win this football game. They can use him as a, a wild card, bull line, throw a wrinkle out. This is way too much to ask him at this point to win this game. Sudfeld is not a huge step up, but he's a guy at least can throw the ball downfield. He can actually run the offense, like all facets of the offense. I don't I don't think they would trust Lance in that situation. They'd be desperate. So he's not on the active depth chart. He's the, on a practice squad guy. But if they activate him, that'll tell you that Garoppolo is more iffy than we think. What's, what do you guys think? Well, that's what they were saying on Follow the Money. This was a couple of days ago, and they said, you know, if you see it get up to maybe a six, six and a half, then there's some, somebody knows something and it's not good. So that's, that would be the only thing. Keep an eye on that too, because, you know, like I said, I think this is a good spot. Could you take, could you take the Packers down and you get them, you know, right now you get them plus. So I think they win the game. Now I think Carl made a great point last week that he said, you know, in situations like this, do you take a team down and get them to the plus or do you take a team up to the double digits? I, I've been taking teams up to, into the double digits a lot. Now, I did with the Eagles because I just thought Tampa was going to beat Philly last week. So I kind of just like I, – I agree. I think they're going to run the ball. Matt, you I, you I think gave out or you talked about it. Mitchell, um, yeah. over I, – I had that one down too. I mean, I'm right with you in this game. I, you know, I'm with Lazard with you uh, with some things. And I, I wrote down Mitchell. I think Mitchell's going to be a, a running the ball well. I have him down 76 and a half. I think that's a great play too. Yeah. So I lied. I, I forgive me, everybody. Um, I did have another, I did have another tease or not a, a player prop on this. I took Elijah Mitchell over 93 and a half total yards because I also like him receiving too. Um, and the reason that I like even the rushing yards play and his receiving play added into, I think he's averaged 26 touches over his last five games. I, I mean, it, it's almost a given, and I believe the the Packers rank, what was it, you said 23rd in rush defense, J. Cam? Uh, actually, I think it's lower than that. I think it's 28th in DVOA. Yeah. So that's it, adjusted for defenses and stuff. So that's... It, if, Mitch, if the Niners can just score first, Mitchell's going to get 15 touches by halftime. He might hit 30. For the game, I, I think his over yardage is pretty much a lock. And then also, I had one more point to make. Completely lost it after you guys came back at me. Uh, so we'll just bypass it for now. 
Let me, I just want to add one thing on this too, looking at some information off VEASAN. I can't remember who wrote the article to give credit, but it was from VEASAN. The head ref, okay, if you're into stuff like this, you dive deep into real kind of things like this. The head ref is the numbers are very good for the dogs when he's refing. Awesome. All right, let's jump to Sunday's games. Uh, huge marquee matchup here. NFL's loving this. Uh, Sunday, 3 p.m., Rams, four seed, going down to Tampa to play the two seed Bucks. Over under Vegas, 48. And the line right now is Tampa Bay's minus two and a half. I texted out to these guys earlier. I'm going to tease the Rams up in this spot. So I made a few plays, and I'm going to go back to my mom's thing again. So instead of the Niners this week, we're going Rams. We're taking Rams money line. Uh, that's going to be our big bet. Hopefully we can cash it and roll it over into the next week. And then, heck, if the Niners win next week, maybe we'll take them again. But I think the Rams actually have the momentum here. I think they have the hot coach right now who's really got stuff going. I think he knows how much he has to dial back Stafford so Stafford doesn't lose the game. If the Buccaneers are without Tristan Wirfs and without Ryan Jensen on this line, I think this is going to get ugly. I don't know how you would stop uh, Donald, Von Miller, and uh, the other guy on the outside who's I'm drawing the blank from the Bears. I, I think Brady is going to be in panic mode. He's already without his weapons. Gronk's going to have to have a monster game. Evans is going to have to have a monster game. He does get Leonard Fournette back. But their defense on the back end is still sketchy at best. Now, the strength here is they do stop the run, and they did it against the Eagles. And I know McVay is going to try to run the ball, so he takes the ball out of Stafford's hands. And I think the Bucs will stuff the run. So I actually think it's going to come down to Stafford. This, to me, is going to be a game that actually comes down to the final possession, and hopefully the Rams can get it and get the W. But I'm going to tease the Rams up and get them at, I believe I got them at eight. I think the line has changed a little bit and I'm going to take the Rams money line. This is going to be my big upset of the weekend. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think the Rams have beaten them the last two times they played, right? They beat them out in LA is it this year early. And then I think they beat them last year. Uh, 30, 34, 24 in September. There you go. Um, it's a good matchup because the Rams, obviously their best pass rushers are on the inside. Everyone's always talked about Brady. That's how you get him right. His interior pressure. He's not a guy who's going to get out of the pocket. You're going to have that right in his face the whole time. Juan Miller actually looks like a player all again. He had a really good game against uh, last weekend. Um, so he's shown some signs of life. Probably because he doesn't do everything. You know, he's obviously just one of four guys as opposed to being the guy. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's just how much do you trust Matt Stafford? That's really what this comes down to. I mean, you know, Everything worked well. It's really hard to evaluate that game because the Cardinals were so awful on that game Monday night that it was just over. There was never, it was never in doubt. Like, I don't think I've ever watched a game where a team ran out that far and I had no confidence in taking the extra points with the team that was trailing, especially in an NFL game where it always tightens up. Um, it just had, I had no faith in the Cardinals actually covering anything. It just, I just sat there frozen. I cannot believe that. Um, Similar story with Tampa Bay, too. The Eagles look terrible. I mean, I don't know what they came out with, where they thought they were going to be able to run read option on the Buccaneers, who was one of the best defenses, definitely the best defense last year. You know, haven't really been together, but the one thing that is together on that defense is the front seven. You know, they're running – they're down 21 points in the third quarter, and they're still running read option with Hurts. It's just like they finally opened it up after it was, I think, 28-7. to seven, But it was too late. 
damage was done. So it was really kind of hard to evaluate both of those performances. I don't think Tampa gets much of an advantage playing at home here. Um, like you said, they're missing weapons. They're probably missing a ton of guys. They've really only got, um, you know, what's called uh, Adams on the outside. Ramsey's going to take him away. They should be able to mix and match everything else and only rush four. They're one of the teams that's lowest blitz rates. So they're always going to have at least six guys all over the field against the other receivers. It, it looks like a good matchup. The only thing that really scares me here is that the Rams have been bullied at times by teams that are more physical than them. I don't know if the Bucs can be that team, but that would probably be the only thing I have. The two hesitancies are Stafford on the road in a playoff game and whether the Rams get pushed around by a bigger, stronger team. But I'm probably going to lean them. I'm probably going to take a money line as a dog here and with the points, um, split the bet, because I just it just seems like they're a little more complete right now than the Buccaneers are. Two things with the Eagles. They should have went to Menchu. Yeah. I mean, I mean, by like you said, I, I, you know, again, I was on Tampa. I had the under also in that, in a teaser. I couldn't believe, I'm, I'm like, what are you doing? You're just trying to run straight up the gut. Like it just, they should have went to him. I'm not saying it would have made a difference, but they should have. Second thing, it's what I get because I never took Arizona this year. And I said it last week. I'm taking Arizona. Well, that was idiotic because like you said, that was bad. I mean, that was ugly. So that's what I get for t- finally jumping on Arizona. <laughs> you think you could take him up to double digits and it would be great. And he's throwing underhand um, interceptions right at the goal line. And I mean, it was just debacle. I think the best, the best um, text of the night when, when I uh, sent it to, you know, who that loves him. And I said, are we still saying he's good? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you know, came up a little short, gave up a little short, you know, so a <laughs> couple things in this Rams five and oh, ATS their last five in Tampa here. Now Jones running backs out uh, Perryman, the wide receiver. Who's he throwing to here? Cause I think you guys said it, you got, you got Evans, but if you throw Ramsey on him and you try to take Evans out, man, Gronk. I mean, so I guess player prop wise, look at Gronk because he's going to maybe go to have to go to him a lot, maybe. But I think you can completely take him out. I heard a, uh, a guy on Vison this week, too. Um, I didn't write down who he was, but he said one of his favorites is look at look, keep an eye on the under with Tom Brady's passing yards. It's close to 300. He's like, who's he throwing to? And here's the thing I think it goes with that. How much time is he going to have to throw? Matt said two guys aren't going to be on the line. And one thing we know being Steeler fans and watching Brady over the years and keeping an eye on New England because they were always beating us in the playoffs is he doesn't want to get hit. And when he gets hit, he does get rattled a little bit. And then he goes over and he throws a fit on the sidelines and he's not happy with his team. I don't know how long this guy can go back and stand there and look for his reads. He's going to have to get the ball out quick and throw. So I think that's a problem. Um, you know, we said Rams beat them already. I'm, I'm man, it's tough to go against Brady, but the two offensive line guys scare me maybe being out. And then just the, all the other injuries here. I, I I'm with Matt teaser play. I'm taking the Rams up and I'm taking the points up and I'm taking the under in this and just another in that same article from Beeson about head refs or if you're into stuff like that this head ref is very good for the under 
So just keep that in mind. Weather conditions, 60 degrees, about 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. Somebody, two is things. That, is that little in that one? <laughs> I think it's I, I think I think we got baby Hockley uh calling that game. The guns of Hockley Jr. The guns of Hockley Jr. will be in full effect. Is he as Somebody, big as his dad? He's no. getting there. No one could he's be getting there. Smitty, two things for me. First of all, please don't ever bring up Kyler Murray throwing underhand grapefruits like a beer league <laughs> softball game because literally I almost had a perfect weekend last week and he ruined it. And I loaded up on the Cardinals and I am very bitter. And a prop to look for since you said who is uh, Brady going to throw to? Look at Scotty Miller's catches if you can find it. He needs a slot guy this weekend. I mean, Scotty Miller may get the Wes Welker treatment, uh, the Edelman treatment this weekend. And if you can get a good prop bet on his catches, throw throw it over. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You're going to see Wentworth, obviously, or Whitworth went out for them. And he's not yeah. going to go. And they thought he was actually going to be able to, uh, what, 40 roll left tackle. Um, but you look at the Buccaneers injury report. Shaq Barrett is got a knee, but he, he's full go. But uh, JPP still limited you know the ed, the ends guys for tampa really not 100 percent, and they're not going to be able to it's going to have to be sue and they in the inside and that you know i mean they can be handled they haven't been a great pass pressure obviously they take away the running game but they're not going to get pressure so they're going to have to figure something out and the bulls will probably bring pressure as a way to counter that because he has to protect that secondary there's no way they can cover these rams receivers especially now that beckham has been resuscitated and is actually a viable option um they have to shorten that time because if the Rams can throw the ball downfield, this could get ugly, actually. And the thing with Fournette, too, I read tonight is I don't think they've activated him yet. Mm-hmm. Not so, yet, but it, there, I think there's all points to him being activated. But I don't see – I haven't heard any setbacks. So what do you think about – back to a player prop here. I really like that Miller, too. Um, you know, I have not even looked into that. But I think that was a great point, Matt, there. But how about if Fournette comes back looking at maybe receptions over for him just because yeah. Dick, you know, Dink and Dunk really fast, get rid of it, and not a lot of time goes back to that. So I'd keep an eye on that uh, player prop, too, if you can uh, look at it. Fournette's a go, and he's going to get majority of um, the snaps there. Who's the who's their other running back? I'm losing. Jones is out. Is it Vaughn? Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. Okay. From Vanderbilt. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I think I, I personally, I mean, my advice too, I, I would look, I'd look at some maybe over receptions with him and, and Fournette, Vaughn and uh, Fournette, and just see maybe take you can get a good price, go for it. I think, like we said, I think Brady's gonna have to throw the ball very, very fast. All right, let's roll into the finale then. And what a finale we potentially have on paper. Uh, We have the three-seed Bills rolling out the arrowhead with Bills Mafia to face the two-seed Chiefs. Vegas over under 54, and the line is down to minus two for Kansas City. And I'm going to roll out. I'm rolling with Bills Mafia this weekend. I'm just going to put it out there right now, and then I'm going to beat around the bush. Give me Bills money line. I... I don't – I'm not even basing this on stats. This is my gut play of the weekend. I I literally think this is the Bills' year to get over the hump and at least get to the Super Bowl, if not win it. They 
just seem to be hot right now. Uh, Josh Allen is going to run and throw. They're not going to play a perfect game like they did last week. And the Arrowhead atmosphere is the equalizer. But when they put this line at two, that's basically just a home field advantage. This to me is a pick them game. I, I just think it's the Bills time. I'm not going to drop stats. I'm not going to drop numbers, anything like that. I'm, I'm going to put the Bills in a teaser, however, and I'm going to tease them up to eight. And, and roll them with the Rams for sure. But I like the Bills. I'm going to roll the money line. This is going to be my second big play of the weekend. I'll let you guys knock out the stats and everything else. I'm just going gut here. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at stats, the one thing I think you have to really look at is Josh Allen versus man coverage. Um, this is something apparently he struggled with thoroughly in his career. The last two years, he's been really good. Um, Kansas City plays almost exclusively man coverage. Uh, it's burned them in some games where they've kind of against – Cincinnati were the game where they probably could have softened up their coverages a little bit, probably would have had some more success, but they played trying to cover Jamar Chase with a guy who just could not stay with them. Obviously, he torched them. It was a huge game. But that's a huge advantage for the Bills there because they know what they're going to see. They know that and against the Blitz, he's also pretty strong. That's a big advantage. I mean, the game earlier in the year, he ran a lot because basically there was the empty areas underneath man where the guys have been run off with routes. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me in this game is that the strongest unit, like the Bills have two good units. Chiefs have one very good unit and at best an average defense, right? Um, you know, it looks good against the Steelers because every defense looks good against the Steelers. Um, it didn't look so great against Denver, who had Drew Locke running out there and a couple guys missing uh, on the offensive line. I just, they're a more complete team. I, the home field advantage is exactly what the difference is in this game. I don't think that's a factor because Buffalo's gone in there and won already. I don't think it's going to intimidate them. Um, you know, they, they got a little bit better weather probably in Kansas City than they would have in Buffalo. Um, so they, and that's a, it's you know they're not exactly a power team, but still kind of a finesse team with the offense. They were able to run the ball against New England, which no, I didn't see coming, but they were able to. Uh, if they can add that element to their offense and be much more balanced, which is something they haven't shown at times this year. Uh, I just I think they're the better team. I just think uh, Kansas City still has too many questions on defense. Um, I just don't think they can play straight up. And then on offense, you know, there's still opportunities where they just kind of aren't on the same page. They struggled a little early in the Steeler game where Mahomes was missing guys. The Denver game, he threw four interceptions that got dropped. I know a bunch of people had props in that game that were really upset uh, on the over on interceptions. So, yeah, I like the Bills too. I, I know it's a chalky pick. I know the Republic is going, but and it, it, this isn't really an influence of the New England game because that was a complete punt. Uh, New England just didn't show up. So you can't really handicap anything off of that. It's just looking at the, the body of work this season and just kind of seeing how they've done. And I just think they're a more complete football team at this point. I'm with you guys. I mean, let's just clear the board here and go for the sweep. I'm, I'm on in a teaser. I like Buffalo. They went in there, like Jason said, they went in in October. Bills beat them 38 to 20. Road teams are nine and three ATS in the series. Uh, Josh Allen is 16 and nine ATS as a dog. So they're not going to be intimidated in this at all. Kansas City started some slow games. They started really slow against Pittsburgh. Keep an eye if you really are set on Buffalo for maybe you just want to go crazy on this game and you are having a great weekend or you're down and you're trying to make it back. Maybe take Buffalo, like Matt said, money line, maybe take them spread, maybe take first quarter, maybe take the first half Buffalo. I, I just think Kansas city has, 
very slow against the Steelers. They came on late, but I, I like I said a little bit ago, the Steelers defense just got tired. I think Buff, I think Buffalo is going to be very tough here. I love Buffalo in a teaser. I'm going to probably do the same teaser that Matt's doing. I'm going to probably take the Rams up and I'm probably going to match them with Buffalo in this with the points. Where do I like this? I'm going to match this probably with the San Francisco um, and Green Bay over. I said to tease that down and take the over. I like this taking the points down six and taking the over in this. I think there's a lot of scoring in this game. Uh, a player prop to keep an eye on. Um, I actually like a, a couple in this game. I like an anytime TD for Travis Kelsey, which almost always seems to hit. He's good for that. But Mahomes uh, attempts, he just about goes over every time. I, I think this is going to be a total shootout. This is what everybody wants to see. I don't think Kansas City is going to be able to run the ball, even though Edwards Hilaire might be back. But it's just not their strength. It's basically a byproduct of, of play calling and that they have to do it. I think Mahomes goes over his. And a stat I heard today, or not a stat, a line I heard today was Josh Allen, two touchdowns. I believe it was plus 800. That's a, I think he gets one. Can he get two? I mean, if, if Buffalo's on third and one on the goal, who else are you giving the ball to? Devin Singletary? No, give it to the 6'5 quarterback. Let him sneak one in. That, that's two that I'll look at. I haven't touched them yet, but it's just two to keep an eye on. I like I like Josh Allen just to run the ball. Look at his over rushing. I think this, uh, you know, they'll blitz a little bit, and he'll, he'll maybe scramble and get over that. I think I had it on my book, 51 and a half. I might look at that and play the Josh Allen over rushing attempts on this and to go with Kelsey too. I agree with you. I think I saw a stat on something this week, Matt, that his over, I think it's, I think it was receiving. So I don't, I'm not a hundred percent on this. Cause I can't remember. This was not a, I should have done a sticky note or a Jason, but I screwed up on this and I did not put this down. It was over, I believe receiving yards four and O oh in his last four games in the playoffs uh, Kelsey. So keep an eye on that. I believe it was receiving yards, but I think Kelsey's going to have a big, big game too. I just want to plug this old man in the garage. He went one and one last week. He was on new England. So as I did not go very well. Um, and I did double down on new England. So I know the person called me out on that. So yes, I did double down on that. So, you yeah, know, wait, 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 for everybody listen. Smitty has an official hater. Oh yeah. Trying to be funny. I, I I am. I'm very funny. I think I don't try to be funny. I am funny, but keep listening to the show. We love everybody. That's fine. Um, we had another great friend too, but Q can tell that story, but, uh, <laughs> but I, old man, in the garage, new England. Also I was on new England. He was on San Francisco. So he went one-on-one -on -one last week doing really good. He, and man, we're really Man, we need Q's opinion on this game because we're all in Buffalo. Old man in the garage, also on Buffalo money line. Jake Kim, you got anything else to fire away at? No, I don't really have any props at this point. Um, if there was a prop I was I would play. I'm not as big into the props as you guys are. I would look into uh, sack props in the Tennessee Cincinnati game. Uh, the Bengals are, I think, dead last of all teams in the playoffs here in sack rate. I think it's what uh, 31st out of 32. Sorry. There's one that would team that's actually worse. And uh, the um, Titans are 28th, 8.7% sack rate. Those, those are both actually really bad. Um, 
I, I would probably favor the Titans out of the two because they have I think their D-line intact. I think everybody's back now uh, with Simmons healthy and Dupree back, where since he's kind of missing guys or guys are dinged up. But uh, definitely uh, team sacks will be in play there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm trying to look at the case for Kansas City. I hate when we're all on one side on a, a game. I, the one thing you can look at is Buffalo has had some turnover issues um, at times, just like Kansas City has. Kansas City's kind of managed it, though you see little leaks at times where Mahomes is inaccurate or they're running different routes against the uh, coverages. So Buffalo turns the ball over a little bit too. That could actually cause maybe some uh, little lean to the under there where drives get short-circuited. Um, both teams are good in the red zone. So if you're looking for field goal props, that actually might be in play as well. Um, I hit on that in the Cincinnati-Vegas uh, game. But um, that's really I have on that. I, I think it's going to be an excellent ball game. The, the one thing that's nice about that game is if either team gets ahead of the other one, they're both capable of coming back and making an entertaining game. Like their defenses can definitely play with a lead or in both offenses can find a way to generate points. I think you saw that with Buffalo where they went down to Tampa, just got shellacked the first half and actually sent it to overtime late, right? In Kansas City, I mean, they, they've shown in the playoffs where they've been down by three or four scores, and they've been able to come back and actually win games uh, a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good weekend of football. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those games where, you know, if you're into live betting, there's going to be a lot of activity. You're going to be able to kind of keep going on all this stuff. And um, uh, not, unlike last weekend where those, those outcomes were pretty much settled for three of the four games um, by halftime, if not sooner. Don't, don't get me wrong. I actually think Kansas City is a fantastic team. I actually think they're probably the best – overall team in the AFC are they really going to go back to the Super Bowl three straight years I just I, I, I can't see I just think it's Buffalo's time is all I'm saying and this weekend um, out of the four games the the favorites are going off at a three to one clip basically they're they're winning three out of the four games so there's going to be one upset you have to find that one I actually think this year there's just going to be two and I, before we jumped on here, I, I looked at some CBS guys. One had all four upsets this week. Now, I think that's a little bold. That might just be that I'm trying to be the different guy in the room, which none of us really care for. But I, uh, just find the one that you think is going to be that upset. There's one out there for sure. I'm going to go with two this week. I hope you guys find them as well. Yeah, and my thing, too, every year, myself and old man in the garage, we do – records of every team and who's going to win the division. And then we have to do like a Super Bowl. My Super Bowl pick beginning of the year was uh, the Rams. I had the Rams winning it. So I wish I would have played a ticket on it. I didn't. It was just a prediction. We just keep track. It's just for fun. And we break it down halfway through the season to see how we're doing. And we're going to, we're going to break it down. I think this weekend, how we did for, for the year. And it's kind of funny to see sometimes you're really close and other times you're like, Whoa, man, I, what was I talking about? Um, but I did have the Rams. So that was one too, but yeah, I agree, Matt. I, I think these, I think there's some chances for some upsets. Um, but I think like Jason said, the games last week, they weren't very great. I think these are going to be some pretty good, uh, football. So sit back and enjoy and listen to our show and hopefully you can cash uh, some tickets. Yeah. Everybody strap in for a great week in a football. Check us out here at notebook wagering. We're on Twitter. We got at Smitty Bucks, uh, at Notebook Wagering, JCam. I am at, if you follow Matt, please hit us up with some love. Hit us up with some hate. 
Smitty loves a little hate. His <laughs> I'm all about love, man. But hey, everybody can have their opinion. I didn't care. I favored it. I favored it. I mean, it didn't hurt my feelings at all. I mean, I get it. And if you guys want, uh, uh, we've had people reach out to us, say, hey, give us your best bet. If you have a question, hit us up. We'll answer it. Somebody will dig into it for you. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some football and uh, bang your bookies, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.